cannabis conundrum. Completely awesome. Hello and welcome. How's your flight going so far? We had some stuff happen, didn't we? We told you some stuff and things. Talk about our marijuana use. Peeled back some layers of an onion. Hopefully made you think a little differently. Hopefully made your boss think a little differently about drug tests. We heard some stories, didn't we? We heard from Lauren. And you thought, are you fucking kidding me? They have cameras pointed and yeah. What the fuck? Things like that happen. Um, and I don't even think she's got the worst of it. If you are a medical marijuana patient, that means you can legally buy and use marijuana. But that doesn't include your job. That doesn't give you a free pass. It doesn't matter what your doctor has to say about it, frankly, in Arizona. Tonight, on this volume, on this leg of the flight, we're going to take another angle. Because fibromyalgia is a real thing. Lupus is a real thing. How do I know this? Because my next guest has one of them. Her doctors won't agree on which one. What the fuck? The only thing they do agree on is there's not much she can do for employment. And that's where it gets tricky because the government says, oh, you can in fact work. And government doctors tell her all the time, oh yeah, you don't qualify for disability. It's official. You suck. How do I know this? How do I know so much about the next guest? Well, she's my wife, Foxy Lady. Awesome sauce, Foxy Lady! You are listening to Cannabis Conundrum. And we will be right back. Are you curious? Yo, don't touch that dial. Hello, and welcome back. Um, I should say you might hear some coughing because we're smoking on some, uh, actually it's a combination of Tranquil Elephantizer and the white. It's probably a two gram pre-roll that I, I packed ourselves because Foxy's here with me. She's already tearing up. Say hi, Foxy. Hi, Foxy. How are you? Thank you for joining us. Foxy, what do you do for a living? Currently, I don't do anything for a living, but take care of my fur babies, the household, and my aquatic creatures. I've been on unpaid medical leave since January of 2017. And before that, I was in hospitality, catering, and food service. And I dabbled in auto mechanics and trimming trees and landscaping because I love to be outside. So I'm, I did press pause just a minute ago, and <coughs> it was because the tears are flowing and she was getting choked up, and I didn't know if that was okay. I, well, that that really sucked. I mean, I am your husband. I do know a lot about you. Being active is everything to you. Yes, it is. It is. I 
I can't handle sitting and doing nothing. It drives me batshit crazy. I putter around the house. I do little things when I can. But um, there's no way I can hold down a position anywhere right now. So you've been to pain management. Um, what do they say? Pain management has sent me to physical therapy. They've tried to send me to aquatic therapy. And I didn't go to that because I don't have access to a pool. So anything that they were going to show me, I couldn't utilize in an everyday world. So I, I just didn't go there. But they ultimately wanted to go into my spine and use a laser to burn my nerves in my spinal cord. I said, um, yeah, kiss my ass. And I walked out. <laughs> why, why didn't they just give you pain pills and write it off? Keep making money. They stopped giving me pain pills for a couple of reasons. One was because I told them I didn't want their damn drugs. I wasn't a pill seeker and I wasn't there for a pill seeker. I was there for a solution. And the second reason is because I have a medical marijuana card and they are not allowed to prescribe you any kind of opioid or pain management pill if you currently use marijuana to medicate with. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that's it. There's that. Holy shit. <laughs> we have a call-in. Let's check it out. Looks like we have Australia on line one. Hello, Desert Fox and Foxy Lady. Louise from Lulu Island here, calling in with a question. So, what is it like to actually at least have your condition acknowledged and medicated, catered for with marijuana medication? Because it's totally illegal here. I am... Uh, part of the hashtag illegally alive that with my condition I have used cannabis in order to deal with the physical pain and the PTSD so it's like an amazing wonderland <laughs> trying to imagine actually being able to walk into a store and just get this stuff and I know you still have a lot of issues foxy lady but that sounds awesome Wow, that's a loaded question, isn't it? I, I guess the first thing she's saying is, you have your condition diagnosed. Uh, did we even talk about that? I have not been diagnosed. I've seen several specialists, and two of them say fibromyalgia, two of them say cross-connective tissue disease, three of them, of I've seen maybe six, and, and Okay, so let me back up. Some of the doctors agree on whether or not it's either some kind of arthritis, fibromyalgia, or lupus. I have two doctors that think maybe cross-connective cross tissue disease and possibly arthritis. 
but somewhere in the mix there I have nerve damage and um, muscle issues because I can tend to do nothing and I, I, I have muscle spasms continuously throughout the day. Sometimes they're really bad and I can't get out of bed in the morning. It, it's, it's, um, I've never been diagnosed actually. And as far as going into a dispensary, I have to admit that does take a lot of stress off of you. However, um, some of the... Well, let's, let's back up. Um, I believe what she was saying is it was nice that your condition was recognized and you were able to get a medical marijuana card. And was it your condition or was it your symptoms? It was my symptoms that got me my medical card. I got my medical card under chronic pain because I absolutely have that and um, they have no idea why I have the chronic pain so it was basically my symptoms that got me my medical card. And so since you've gotten it, have things improved? There's a lot of stress lift off, lifted off of my shoulders because I can medicate legally now. I don't have to um, go to this guy to get it from that guy. The only middleman is the dispensary and I'm okay with that. It, it does relieve a lot of stress that would otherwise be more of a burden to what I already deal with on a daily basis. This phone is ringing again. <laughs> it's Australia <laughs> again. I guess we'll take line one. Message! Foxy lady, it's Louise from Lulu Island here again. I was just wondering, what is your condition? Where did it all start? And how do you find that marijuana is better for you as a drug than the regular drugs that are prescribed? I've got my own feelings and thoughts about this, but I'd really like to know your story and how you personally have found marijuana to benefit you. Wow, that's kind of a loaded question. Where do we even start with that one? I imagine she says <laughs> something about your condition. Um, at least you, your condition is known and recognized. And... Yeah, like I was saying before, um, my condition is unknown. There are a lot of things that I deal with on a regular basis. There are moments where I could be walking and maybe Desert Fox and I are going to the store where we leave the car and we're walking up to the store and by the time I get halfway to the store I take a step and I'm, I'm almost immobile for the next few days. I don't know what happens but something moves. I've, I've had muscle spasms so bad that I've literally torn a bicep tendon. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, I get up in the morning sometimes and I can't move. I sometimes, um, it's it's really messed up and, and it first started happening really hardcore around 93. But I've had issues since I was a kid. Um, I'm a dare, I, I was a daredevil and I was crazy 
<laughs> and I was brave and I played hard and I came from a family that tends to be on the overweight side so I chose to work hard so I wouldn't have to pay to go to a gym. So as a result of that I always tried to do jobs that were physically beneficial as well as maybe kind of physically taxing as well but it to me was worth it because I was able to stay fit and get paid for it and feel like a job well done because I saw the end results and when you do amazing things you know you just keep pushing yourself to continue to do amazing things and I can't do that no more. Yeah. She says I tore a bicep tendon. No. She didn't specify. I left for work one day and I'm like, baby, don't hurt yourself. She's out front with a pole pruner. Am I saying it right? Yes, baby. A pole pruner. And she's trimming our one and only tree in our front yard. I get about halfway to work and I get a call from uh, our daughter. <laughs> um, yeah, mom's tore up like bad. I think we gotta go to the hospital. And they go to the hospital, and I get home. Yeah, it, it, her, her bicep is sunk. It's in her elbow. <laughs> that happened. What the fuck? Did I just blow your mind? Ironically, when that happened, it wasn't the arm that was pulling the rope, it was the arm that was holding onto the pole. Which if you've ever used a pole pruner, you know that all of the pressure goes into the one pulling the rope. All you have to do is stabilize the pole and that takes very little effort at all. And yeah, when I pulled that rope I ripped the bicep that was holding onto the pole, not the one that was pulling the rope. Figure that one out. That was messed up. Hashtag plant smoke pills. <laughs> Hashtag illegally alive. Thank you, Lulu. Thank you for that, Lulu. We'll be right back. From our humble oasis in the heart of the desert, you are listening to Cannabis Conundrum. Would you like to be a part of the show? You can. Call us at area code 575-914-2444. Again, that's 575-914-2444. From the heart of the desert. Cannabis Conundrum. We'll be right back. You're tuning in to Cannabis Conundrum, and I'm glad that you are. My name is Patrick, and when you're done tuning in to Cannabis Conundrum, why don't you come on over and check out my podcast. The name of it is We Live on a Planet. We're going to just talk some stuff and things. Maybe we'll learn a couple things as well. So come on over and check me out. I hope you do. I look forward to hearing from you guys. Hey, now back to Cannabis Conundrum. It's the Cannabis Conundrum. Put it in your pipe and smoke some. During the break, you were telling me about some crazy stuff, and I hope you can hit the reset button. Can you continue? Okay, so 
there was this day I I was in college. It was back in probably '96. Um, myself and about six of my friends or so were sitting in the living room passing around a doobie, and I got it from the right side, and I handed it to the left side. And as soon as I made that like slight movement to hand it to the person to my right, um, I I don't know something happened in my back. I, I felt something like a slight pop or something, and I went to stand up and I collapsed to the floor. Hold up! Wait a minute! Something ain't right. I was completely paralyzed on the left side of my body for about two hours. I, I got up and I was embarrassed because there was like all these people, but I, I couldn't put my foot down. I couldn't hold my weight. So I literally hopped on one foot. I was like, I gotta go to the bathroom. And I told him my foot was asleep, but that wasn't the case. I literally could not feel anything. And when I tried to reach for the toilet paper, I, I, I thought my hand was right there, but I wasn't even close to the toilet paper roll. I was so disoriented. It had nothing to do with the weed, but something had moved in my back. And that was the first time I actually acknowledged anything. The problem is, when I went to the doctor and I mentioned this to them, their immediate reaction was that I was having an anxiety attack. <laughs> what the fuck? They tried to prescribe me these pills that they were only going to give me four of at a time because they were highly addictive and they said you are only allowed to take them when you feel these kind of things coming on. And some of the symptoms that I was having was when I would try to lay down and relax, my whole body would go numb and start tingling like... You know, like fingers would go to sleep or your foot would go to sleep. That was the feeling I had through my entire body. They're like... On its own or with the medication? On its own. I never took the medication. I thought if I... I, I had um, previously quit smoking. I hadn't smoked for like four months, so it was really weird that that would have anything to do with it. But when they prescribed me this medication and told me I was having an anxiety attack and said that this would calm my nerves, I was like, you know what? Cigarettes is a way cheaper habit. And I started smoking again. And when I say way cheaper habit, I'm saying each of these pills were over $100 a piece. And they were only willing to give me four at a time. And they were highly addictive. So... That, that's terrible, I'm sorry. Um, if I'm having an anxiety attack, I would think that maybe smoking a cigarette would help that, right? I started smoking again. <laughs> I know, it's stupid, right? But I would rather have a cigarette than take their stupid pills. Wow, $100 for a pill? I mean, I would say wise decision. It wasn't anxiety. Your back was fucked up. It had nothing to do with anxiety, and I believe you told him as such. I mean, didn't you tell him as such? Did you believe that? Did you know that at the time? I had no anxiety. At the time, I was going to college. I was about to graduate. I had a job right after college. Everything was looking good. 
I was looking forward to starting a new chapter. I was about to get married, or so I thought. And, and you told them all of this, right? I did, and I, I wasn't stressed about anything. I mean, everything was taken care of. I, I had a part-time job. I was going to college. I had my kids. I had a fiancé that worked hard, and after I graduate college, I was going to go work with this company that, yeah, was with said fiancé. But I had this degree, you know, I had all this this knowledge and all these things, but I really wanted to be outside, so that's what I chose. Outside, I did construction work, I did landscaping work, I did whatever I could do that would put me outside. We're going to take a quick break. Since uh, it's nice outside, we're going to get up and stretch. We'll see y'all in a minute. You're listening to Cannabis Conundrum. We'll check in in a minute. You're listening to Cannabis Conundrum. And we are your hosts, Foxy Lady and Desert Fox. The Desert Fox. Our mission is to bring you the truth in the cannabis industry, not fiction. We find the conundrums. Was lie, you should ride like that, Mo. Okay, I noted. Was lie, you should sing like that, Mo. Okay, I noted. Lie, you should get a real job. Okay, I noted. Everybody so focused on me, but they ain't doing half the shit. So opinionated. Tell no opinionated. Everybody so, so a cannabis conundrum. I could use some cannabis right about now. <laughs> What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Maddie Pace coming at you live from the Maddie Mo Show, the host with the most mojo, kicking it off live on the cannabis conundrum podcast, baby. Shout out to Desert Fox and Foxy Lady. Thank you so much for having me on here and allowing me to plug my station in. Love what you guys do. Mad love to the cannabis. You can catch me live, though, however, on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Overcast, Pocket Cast. Man, we the number one destination for the most energetic, fun station, baby. Coming at you live each and every day with a brand new episode every Sunday. Peep it for the Sunday Fun Day Wrap-Up where we release positive news stories going on in the world that you will not catch anywhere else. Amongst that and other things, Fridays we like to get in a little freestyle, we get a little frisky, and Saturdays we get a little sexy as well. But every other day of the week, we always got something tongue-in-cheek. So come on by the Matty Mo Show and listen in No, You already know. One love. Hello and welcome back. I... I have to ask some some questions because there's some things that are kind of fuzzy. It's you, you go to the doctor with this and they want to prescribe that. I I have some issues of my own, which I don't know. Maybe you'll find out in volume three. I don't know, but there's some things that just don't make sense. It was a spinal issue. I mean, surely somebody at some point in time took a fucking x-ray, right? Who finally did it? I mean, with the ER, your doctor? Nobody took an x-ray until about six or seven years later. I was having problems because I, 
I work hard, I play hard, I do everything. It's, I, I'm an active person. I can't imagine being any other way. So uh, hold on, uh, in six or seven years, like how many people have you seen in six or seven years that neglected to go, okay, maybe we should take an x-ray? Several. <laughs> they were all about, okay, you, um, you need to take maybe this pill or that pill or you need to do these exercises and take these pills or whatever and it wasn't until I started landscaping and working my butt off really for reals <laughs> and went to a chiropractor because just I couldn't handle the tingling anymore and he took x-rays and found out my spine had been messed up for a long time he said that there was a lot of scarring scar tissue along my spinal cord and he said that there was like this constant struggle between the muscles and the tendons like some of them were frayed and some of them were like ultra tight and they kept playing like a tug of war with my spine and that was causing a lot of my symptoms as well as the disconnection between the sacrum and the lumbar whatever number that is not one person not one would listen it took a chiropractor i mean you know the jokes that i had to pay for out of pocket to figure out what the freaking hell my problem was and you know what because most insurance companies don't recognize that as a normal practice my doctors would not listen to that <laughs> two and a half men it was it was Charlie's brother that diagnosed her. <laughs> Charlie's brother, yes. Thank you, dude. I guess that's our cue for a break. <laughs> I could use some cannabis right about now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Hello, everybody. I am Maria, and my show out here is called Strong Body, Strong Soul. I named it that because I am a personal trainer. Strength training, not yoga. People sometimes assume it's yoga because I'm also a meditation teacher. But on my show out here, I'm talking about energy all of the time and that energy that helps us move through life. I talk about it in an everyday kind of way. Sometimes I am talking about the energy of making friends with that police officer who pulled me over. <laughs> Sometimes I am crying at the deathbed of my dad. So it's all about the highs and the lows on my station. If you'd like to come over for a visit and come along for the ride, you are so welcome. I'm Maria. Strong body, strong soul is my show out here. My goodness, that's a great question. Thank you very much, Mr. J. Hayes, from UK fans all day. So, I mean, Foxy, he, he brings up a, a good point. Is there a, a point where, with no diagnosis, you go, who fucking cares what it's called? Or all the I'm. Time. All the time. I, I don't even give a shit what they name it. it I was having symptoms of these issues before fibromyalgia was even a thing. Everybody was still saying, oh, it's just some new fandangled reason they came up with to give you some medication. But, I mean, 
mean, I, I don't even know. I still don't know if it's a real thing, but it seems to be because people are being diagnosed with it every day. Well, is there a, an across-the-board kind of, you know, and this is what the most people say? No, because um, two doctors said um, a possibility of cross-connective tissue and fibromyalgia, and then there were three different doctors that said fibromyalgia and arthritis, and um, there was another doctor that threw in lupus, <laughs> and it's, I don't know, it's been across the board, and I, I really don't care if they call it Jack, Jill, Sue, it, it's, it's something. So I guess the next part of the question was, have you ever self-diagnosed? I mean, have you self-diagnosed? Have you woke up this morning and gone, this feels like lupus, this feels like fibro, this feels like... <laughs> no, I've never, never done that. <laughs> but with the diagnosis that um, have been handed down to me over the years, I've researched them and the symptoms of fibromyalgia and the symptoms of... Um, Arthritis, various types of arthritis are pretty relevant to the way I feel right now. Um, it doesn't explain the muscle spasms and um, I don't know, maybe that has something to do with nerve damage. I, I don't know, but I've been told I have neuropathy and I've had problems with my stomach. They said I had irritable bowel syndrome. I had problems with nerve damage and um, they can't figure out why or what, but... They can't figure out how to diagnose it or they can't figure out how to tie you into some medication that you can stay on for the rest of your life. I mean, if you still... Either one. Either one, to be honest. that they They can't agree on a diagnosis and... Until you get a diagnosis, there's really no accurate way to treat. So back to Lulu's question, um, cannabis has been a pretty successful way of treating my symptoms, but it is not, um, it is, it, it takes the edge off on some days and other days it works really great. Um, I think it just depends on the consistency of strains or dosing. I'm not exactly sure, but I know there's days that I wake up feeling like I've been hit by a bus and I can dose all day long and still go to bed feeling like I was hit by a bus. <laughs> it, sometimes it helps, sometimes not so much. So they give me this gabapentin stuff that they want me to take that not only messes with my vision, throws me off balance, it makes me weak and I can't take it. Not only did I say I would rather have the 100 milligram dose? They said no. You need the 400 milligram dose. A dose that, yeah, I'm Desert Fox, I know the story. <clears throat> this dose, if you read the fine print, you have to wean yourself off of it. If you just decide one day that you don't need it anymore, you could die, or you probably will die. That's where we, yeah, no, no. It can give you brain damage. It can give, it could melt your insides pretty much. 
it's crazy. And they started me out on 100 milligrams three times a day. I can't even take 100 milligrams one time a day and stand up straight. It's just not possible. And I'm supposed to work on this stuff. I, I just can't take it. So I, I have decided that I've pulled myself off of all my medications and um, occasionally I will take an Aleve if I need to, but mostly I just self-medicate with medicinal marijuana. And there you have it, Mr. Hay. There. there you have it. We're going to take a quick break. Right, and the phones are ringing off the hook. We're going to try and answer another phone call. Um, we'll be right back. You're listening to Cannabis Conundrum. So, Foxy Lady, in my experience, workplaces can be real dicks when it comes to accommodating people with any kind of, um, you know, disability, perceived disability, just condition. You know, it could just be something that doesn't actually affect their work, but you need to disclose it anyway. And there's just, the laws, in my experience, tend to protect the employer more than the employee. In fact, I've had those laws twisted around and that's what caused me to leave my last job and get really sick and have then a physical breakdown afterwards that was the the trigger was the way I was treated and so I'm wondering about what you think about that stuff once again Lulu comes through with a loaded fucking question <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I mean, there's so many things that I want to say as the host before I even let my, my interviewee answer. We've covered in the very first episode of The Chronicles. What is impairment? Does impairment have anything to do with marijuana? I don't think it does. And I, I think that that's starting to change now here in the United States. It's asinine. It's, it's retarded. It, it's exactly where it is in Australia, I presume. Um, because we are guilty until proven innocent even if you are illegal to use the drug I, it's it's stupid it's stupid but it's a much bigger issue i i i'm just gonna plug awesome sauce because there's an episode called depression remix that just all-encompassingly shows that there is a serious problem in today's society and the only problem in today's society is today's society we're bred to hate each other we're bred to hate ourselves there's, let's get back to the question. I know firsthand that you've had a lot of issues with employers. <laughs> Do you care to pick one? <laughs> um, let's go with the last one. The last one, um, I worked at a university and I worked in a pizza kitchen and I had a side-by-side -side freezer that I had to keep one side full of fresh dough I had to, they wanted me to put out over 100 pizzas before noon, and I didn't even start my shift until 10. And being tore up from the floor up as I am, I finally figured out a way to make it where it was easier for me to do, and in order for me to do it that way, I had to rearrange the freezer. And 
every week I'd go in there and somebody had gone in there and put everything back the way it was and it made it difficult. I've had a five pound weight restriction for, well, let's just say since 93. <laughs> it's been a long time and that means I can't lift more than five pounds without having some kind of issue. And so we usually only have about three or four pounds of flour in the house, so it's okay. <laughs> Did I just blow your mind? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I was having to lift boxes that were 45 and 50 pounds, but I had to lift them out of the middle of the freezer where there was a bar that kept me from just pulling it straight out. So I had to lift it up either over all these boxes of dough or all these or all these all these trays of dough or all these other boxes full of product that all of them weighed 35 40 pounds and again I had a five pound weight restriction it was very difficult so I went to my employer and I told them that I was having serious problems they said they would accommodate me and I couldn't get any help they wouldn't they wouldn't work with me at all they gave me unpaid leave for medical purposes for 30 days. I went and saw two specialists and a doctor and come up with all these different crazy things that they still can't agree on and this is a couple years later. <laughs> um, they never released me to go back to work so I called my employer and I said, they won't change my medication and they won't release me to go back to work right now. And about three days later, I got a letter in the mail saying that um, since I did not report back to work, I apparently didn't care about my job and they were giving it to somebody else. So it wasn't the judge and the jury and the court of your peers that sentenced you. But it, it almost sounds to me like you were sentenced. Like, yeah, here's your problem. I know you don't think this is your problem, but here's your fucking problem. Maybe. Maybe. So I feel like I feel like I've been treated unfairly, but no, but there's programs here to help you. You just have to jump through all the hoops and sit on the phone for hours and hours. And they want to do, like I said earlier, they want to burn my nerves and spinal cord. Like, Are you fucking high? I couldn't get high enough to even let them. I couldn't get high enough to even think about letting them. There's no way in hell I'm going to trust some crazy practitioner to come near my spine with anything. <laughs> Laser, knife, I don't care. It's not happening. I don't know if you can hear it in her voice, but she's wiping tears out of her eyes right now. Um, this is truly one of these issues that is close to home for us. I um, had a pain management doctor a few years ago that took x-rays off my back and he said, I want to tell you something straight up and I want you to listen to me. He said, I don't care how much medical technology expands between now and the next 10 years. If any doctor wants to cut on your back, he says, run as fast as you can because there's nothing that they can do that'll fix that. It'll only make it worse. I'm like, uh, gotcha. Gotcha. And herein lies the problem. I mean, the very first doctor willing to give her an x-ray. Half a decade in, three quarters of a decade into the problem was, my chiropractor. was a chiropractor, not even a fucking medical doctor. The guy who gave her that advice? Yeah, he wasn't a medical doctor either. Yeah, the one that said run, he was a medical doctor. He was a pain management doctor. 
He had been a family practitioner and a pain management specialist for many, many years. This is not the one that was putting shots in my spine. The one that was giving me shots in my spine was not a pain management doctor. I did not know that until he closed his practice. But until then, I spent two years going to his office and getting 12 to 15 shots in my spine every month. I mad yet? You should be. Because I'm... And still no diagnosis. All they can say is, you're fucked up. <clears throat> All they can say is, you need my help. All they can do is, sign here. Yeah. I'm not going to get into the Western medicine thing here tonight because it's not the place for it. Um, everybody does carry your own vibration. Everybody has control over things. Um, and we'll leave it at that. This is Desert Fox. Ever grateful to my beautiful sex wife. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know what to <laughs> We're going to call it good. I hope everybody has a wonderful night. I love you. And smoke weed every day. We'll see you next time here on Cannabis Conundrum. I could use some cannabis right about now. <laughs> Hell yeah. Nailed it.